This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto pro problems. Our host is Allison Walker, the lady out. Al- Let's start this all over again. Our host is the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. I'm Liz Gill. Hello, Allison. Hello. I am always amazed at the technology in windows nowadays, uh, from the radio antennas to lane assist. This is not your grandma's glass, but we've got windshield tech, Mike Harbin from The Righteous Windshield, to answer our questions. Hello, Mike. We are so glad that you're here because we get questions all the time. And I I think the number one question, (laughs) we are so glad that you hear that. Uh, I guess the number one question is, when can you repair a nick or a chip, and when do you need to replace? But I guess even before that, do we need to talk about when's a nick and when's a starburst? Uh, I've been at it for a long time, and we always say if you can cover it with a quarter, we can still repair. Okay. Um, I don't generally do a lot of repairs. Okay. Um, Mostly replacements. Um, Yeah. <laughs> um the uh the thing is is if you if you pay for two or three repairs you generally paid for a new windshield even with all these new bells and whistles and what's a doodles that they have now it's funny because um a lot of maybe two or three years ago the windshields with the cameras and all that stuff were a lot more expensive but now I'm finding that the ones with all the options are just almost as cheap as the ones with no option. It's crazy, but it oh, okay. Is. You may have you say like a, on an Accord or something. Um, there'll be four different windshields that can fit in it. You may have a lane lane departure warning system, and you may have a, ra- a rain sensor or whatever. And then you'll have one that doesn't have anything, and they're all within ten or fifteen dollars of each other. Oh, no well, then, but then you, you do have to factor in. Well, these days where it has to be programmed with scan yeah. tool. And I was just telling you earlier, um, I've, I've probably done, you know, 30 or 40 windshields um, past couple of years that have had the camera. And there's a way to recalibrate, you know, because, I mean, if you put a windshield in and it's cocked, you know, a sixteenth of an inch here, 40 feet away that translates to a lot you know and so the car thinks it's running off the road but i've not had one windshield that i had to recalibrate and there's a few companies around um that have the the machine it's like 30 grand for the the setup um and some of them do uh, static and then you've got like a uh, where you can drive the car and have the computer on and it'll see the lanes and you can recalibrate as you're driving some of them do it automatically, but uh, I've not had an issue at all oh, that's with any good. of them. So, yeah, that is good for me anyway. All right. <laughs> well, it is. Our phone calls have already started. We are Boom. talking about windshields. Our email address for questions is auto at mpbonline.org. Let's go to Houston and talk to Jim. Jim, thanks for calling into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Well, thank you for taking my call, and I want to thank Allison and you very much for putting me on to the carcomplaints.com website. 
That was Ooh. me right there. I love that website. Yeah. It's really great. And I found some service bulletins that apparently my car dealer couldn't find 10 years ago. But <laughs> uh, hmm. I have a, not a 2012 Chevrolet Impala that's 100,000 miles on it, and it's been doing this thing where when you start and you or you turn real sharply when you're going slow, it grabs the steering wheel. It goes crunch, and you feel it in the steering wheel, and it flashes the, the little cartoon car with that traction control symbol. And they can never find out what was wrong with it, but this uh, service bulletin seems to pretty well explain that. But my main question to you is, about halfway down it says in red letters, important. This condition is a noise and fuel and not a durability issue. Hmm. Well, I mean, that may be right. Um, what was the actual problem? I'm, I'm guessing something in the rack and pinion, the gearing in the rack and pinion or the teeth. Recommended technician should confirm the clunk pop noise, which, which, wheel, which side it's coming from, and then... Let's see. The the wheel. Sheesh, wait, I, I hit it. Repla here, replace the front suspension spring and strut bearing on the affected side. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, strut bearing, huh? Um. Durability meant though, because I've been a hundred thousand miles with it doing it. I'm sure it's fine if you've been that far. It's too late. Too late to worry about it now, I guess, but. Yeah. Um, with it having let, let, let a TSB, though, not, if you I'm really not. want it fixed, like, you can you can push them to get that TSB done. That's a technical service bulletin that dealers, that manu car manufacturers, excuse me, not dealers, put out that that is not a recall. When they get enough complaints of that one TSB, they'll, they'll um, I think by law they have to pull a recall at that point, but... Um, TSBs are just like something the mechanics look at to see if a common problem that they're finding on cars is something that's already been dealt with through the manufacturer and it gives them information on it. It's not a recall. Let, let, me, let, me, make, let me say something. I'm not preparing a litigation about this. I'm not, I'm not going to call <laughs> you to testify. Uh, they, my dealer is very good. They're very helpful people. It's just uh, uh, I'm, I understand how things work and don't work, but... But I could I could take this up there and say let's try again. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let me thank you again. Thank you again for telling me about this, and it's full of interesting information. Yeah, it's so. fascinating. I, lo I love it too. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. We appreciate you calling in. We are gonna go to Columbus now and talk with Kathy. Kathy, thanks for calling into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Good morning. Um, I'm driving a 1990 GMC Sonoma pickup truck, and I think it's about time to make a change. Uh, it's just getting harder and harder to drive, and my mechanic's tired of fixing it. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. The, the last new car I uh, I purchased was in 1990 or 1978 when I bought a, a little uh, Honda hatchback uh, Honda Civic and that that I lasted for 25 years my pattern is to drive a vehicle for about 20 30 years before I change it out and that's what I want to do now I had never wanted to buy a new car because of the depreciation factor but I'm thinking now if I buy a new vehicle it should last me for as long as I'll be driving um, I've heard about this new Ford Maverick Fusion 
uh, or a hybrid. And I was wondering if you could give me some insight as to what I should do because um, I'm leaning that way, but I'd be ordering it sight and see since it hasn't come out yet. And um, so just can, can you give me some guidance on buying a new truck? Um, a Ford hybrid to me, there's no chance that I'd ever buy that. Um, I would be too concerned about the technology not being reliable for 25 years that you would be driving the car. Mm -hmm. But if you if you want a tried and true hybrid system that does last an extremely long time and has already proven to be a wonderful car, is the Toyota Prius. Um, well, I'm looking for or a, a Rav Four, which has the same technology in it. They have to, the Toyota Rav Fours with the same hybrid setup as the Priuses, and the, you know, if you need a utility vehicle, and they're awesome. So that's I would go with the tried and true system. I've um, I'm really just hearing too many concerns with uh, the electrical and the technology and the software and all this stuff with these companies who are just now doing hybrid stuff who don't have years of experience in it like Toyota does at this point. So. That's what I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah. Um, with these, yeah, well, I, these I newer cars. Again, you know. Yeah, I leaned toward a Toyota pickup because I heard they had such a great reputation, but they are also pretty pricey. And right now, apparently, um, people who are buying new vehicles <clears throat> are up against it because of the chip shortage. So I'm kind of at the mercy of the seller at this point yeah it's driving the cost up of all cars right now mm-hmm. and everyone's sticking to their prices and they're going above um kelly blue book and msrp which is interesting uh, quick question how would i find out what my old pickup is worth because i have a feeling that i'm not going to get much in trade in for it um kelly blue book is my go-to for finding out the value of vehicles are you familiar sure. with kelly blue book well i i am but i i heard that they didn't go beyond uh, well it's a, my truck is a 1990 i don't think they go back that far Oh, okay. I'm not sure if if they do. The other is just to look up your car and see what what other people are selling it for. You can look on eBay. You can look at Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. You can look on Craigslist, and you can look on other formats and just get an idea of of what other people are selling that truck for. That is a little bit of a collector truck in a way. People um love to slam them, which is uh, drop them down on bags. Yeah. Uh, they like to LS swap them. You can LS swap those pretty easily. Um, so, yeah, so that it's a little bit of a collector truck, so at least keep that in mind when you do sell it and don't go sell it too low. Yeah, Especially it's if been it's real a great clean. little truck. It's, uh, just, uh, it's just getting harder and harder for someone who's not handy on, to fix something like me to drive. So. Did it extend the cab? Uh, no, it's got nothing. It's no good. power this, no power that. It's just that's, a that's straight, up, straight up old pickup. That truck. sounds and that sounds crazy, but that's good. Oh yeah, that's for really the, good for the, for the guys that want those. You know. Yep. Oh, great. Short cab, short bed, nothing on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's the basic truck. <laughs> No frills. Well, Kathy, if you continue to look, uh, listen, I'm going to look through our past shows. We had a show one time, and we had a statistic, and it was the cars that original owners kept the longest. But these would have been um, older cars. But uh, we'll see if maybe that's something. 
uh, I think the Prius was the number one on that. But if you were looking for a truck thing, I think the um, what was that truck that you just sold or that SUV? Highlander. The Highlander, yeah, the Highlander. was on it. Uh, yep. But we'll we'll They're look really through good. that and look through our past shows, and and maybe that will give you some ideas. Thank you so much for calling in today, Kathy. If you've got a question, send your emails to auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about windshields in between your vehicle repair questions with our friend Mike Harbin from the Righteous Windshield. Is your car under recall? We've got a list of ones that are. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. We are the Iuka Drive-In Theater. We're the last operating drive-in in the state of Mississippi. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Freaked me out that you could come and drive your car and park and watch the movie outside. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app, Mile Marker, a Mississippi Roads podcast. Hi, it's Rachel Martin with NPR's Morning Edition. People have stories about their car, that long summertime family road trip, that hand-me-down first car they got when they turned 16, the first car they bought on their own. And cars can generate other kinds of stories, like the kind you hear on this station. When you donate a vehicle to this station, the proceeds bring you stories from around the world. Here's how to get started. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. We've got our guest today, Mike Harbin from The Righteous Windshield, to answer your windshield repair questions. But if you want even more AutoCorrect, we hope you'll find our podcast. It's on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. Don't forget, AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 I didn't realize the, what did you call them, technical service bulletins, T? TSBs. TSBs. Those are the precursors to recalls. Mm -hmm. And the recalls this week are the 2015-16 Chevrolet Silverado and GMC Sierras. There's a problem with the roof rail airbag inflators, but dealers will replace the left and right side roof uh, modules for free. The 2017-19 Chevrolet Silverado... Uh, 2500, 3500, Sierra's 2500, 3500, equipped with Duramax 6.6 liter diesel engines and the optional cord, there might be a short circuit to cause a fire. So dealers will disable the block heater for free. The 04 through 07 Mazda 3 sedans and hatchbacks, there's some kind of emblem on your steering wheel that could 
poke you if the airbag goes off. So dealers will Ouch. replace the airbag yeah, module for free. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov slash recall. Put in your VIN or you can find their Safer Car app. We are talking about windshields, but that is just between your vehicle repair questions. Don't forget our email address is always auto at mpbonline.org. Let's go to Oxford and talk to Joey. Joey, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Hey, how are you guys doing today? Good. Hey, so I have been a Jeep owner for a while, and I'm on my third one. I've, I've got a 2018 JL, and uh, one of the things that I know has plagued all Jeep owners is we have this big, flat windshield, and I have replaced countless ones, and I'm about to replace this one uh, in my JL, and I was wondering, is there a a brand of glass that I should be looking at, or is there a way that I can, after replacing it, try to prevent getting cracks and getting, you know, debris thrown at it? Like, it, it, do I put, like, a, a windscreen on the, the hood or anything? If you guys have any suggestions or any brands that I should look at. Um, not Jeep. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, I, I there's really nothing so. you can do about it, you know what I mean? Um, being that it's standing straight up, it's going to, the rocks and whatnot, it's not going to ricochet off. It's going to come slap straight into it. And uh, if you, um, I mean, if you put like a bug screen on your hood or whatever, the likelihood that a rock is not going to, you know what I mean? It's just not going to. There's nothing you can do about it. I hate to say that. And as far as brands on the windshield, um, they all have to meet spec. So it, it, it doesn't matter if you use a, a original windshield manufacturer like an OEM or if you use a Pilkington brand, a PPG brand, a Safelite brand. It doesn't matter. They've got to be the same thickness, the same tint shade, the same black. Everything's got to meet spec. So it's going to be beyond quality control they're all going to be the same thing um i hate to tell you that but yeah jeep man yeah <laughs> i was kind of figured that that was the case because i know with my jk i'd researched it after the second windshield i'd put in and i was like well there's just nothing out there i got i just have right. to live with the the rocks and you know it, it kind of kills me my brother has uh the same model but he lives out there i think in south carolina and uh part of their legislation is or their laws is like you can get your windshield replaced if it's damaged right. and it doesn't cost anything but for you know us here you know right. I, I i put new ones in and it's like i don't even want to take this on the highway anymore that's right yeah, <laughs> yeah there's certain states i've considered moving to just because of that yeah i think kentucky is like that <laughs> florida too you know um <laughs> Yeah. Sorry about that, Joey. <laughs> Thanks for calling no, in. It's, it's okay. Uh, I mean, I still love my Jeep with all my heart, so hey, I guess it, we're just going to be replacing windshields. Got to pay to play, man. <laughs> hey, I know, right? <laughs> well, y'all have a good one. We appreciate the show. Yes, sir. And, you know, Mike, isn't that just a thing? If you're driving on rocky roads, 
there's rocks. Praise if the Lord. You're <laughs> it keeps you in blue jeans. Yeah, it does. And you know, if you're driving on a on a pristine road, there are less rocks. Yeah, and I mean, I've seen. I actually was driving by a guy on on uh, 55 South one day. Um, because they got that concrete wall, divider wall thing. And right when I got beside him, his rear door glass just blew up. And I guess a, a ricocheted rock came off of a tire, hit the wall, came back. I mean, I don't know what happened to it, but it just blew up. Wow. Out of nowhere. And he, he dug like he was getting shot at. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, of course, it's loud. But, um, yeah, wow. man, if, you, if you drive in a car, you're going to get broken glass eventually. Um, Are there so, yeah. other driving tips that you can think of, like not drive next to a barricade or just keep a distance from trucks well, the, that have cargo? Yeah, I mean, of course, you don't want to get right behind a gravel truck or whatever. But, you know, if you see somebody's hitting bumps and they're just, like, throwing rocks everywhere. But the thing is, the rock's going to bounce a few times. So you might be 300 yards behind him and still get hit. You never know, you know. So I don't know. All right. <laughs> Let's go to Brandon and talk with Ron. Ron, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Good morning. I've got a 2015 Hyundai Sonata, and it's got one of those sealed automatic transmissions in it, so you never have to check the oil. What do you think is the life expectancy of this transmission? That's a, that's a good question. Um, I, I haven't had any trouble with it, but... Those those transmissions that are sealed like that, they can be uh, the fluid can be changed in those. By the way, just you just have to uh, get with your dealership and see if they have a machine to do it or know the procedure for it. Um, some of them can okay. be tricky tricky to do it, but um, your dealership should still have the procedure for it. If not, you can call a transmission shop and uh, you know have your VIN number ready or information and and get an idea of that. But with that being said, I, let me give you like an example. When I worked at Toyota as a service advisor, I noticed in the maintenance uh, requirements for the cars, Toyota has this world standard fluid that they use. It's supposed to last, last whatever, like the lifetime of the car or some junk like that. Yeah, and, um, like BMW has <laughs> got that too, but the, right. figure the life expectancy of the right. transmission is, is 125,000 miles. Right. Well, I thought I thought it was funny that Toyota would also put on there in parentheses, change every 60,000 if you drive in dirty conditions or if you pull with this vehicle. Right. So that was like <clears throat> basically telling me you still need to change this fluid. I've changed world standard fluid. It was really dirty. On on vehicles, um, so I I recommend still changing the fluid. The th the thing is like 125,000 miles for a transmission that can literally go the life of the car if you maintain it. It's just I just don't I don't like these sealed transmissions. I think it's a way to I make cars either. obsolete. I'm, I'm, I'm old fashioned. I like to use the dipstick on it, and that way I can look at the oil. And it drives smell me it. absolutely bonkers that they don't have dipsticks. And some of the cars it's kind of a pain to do the uh, transmission fluid on, but you know. I still, I, for my customers, I still try to figure out how to, but sometimes I can't. But um, it's uh, it's something that makes me want to just like scream because it 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 is it is something I think that they they need to government mandate and make it where you can check your transmission fluid. It's ridiculous that you can't. But yeah, I, I don't I don't know the I don't know how long that transmission would last without changing the fluid. 
Okay, just wondering. Thanks, Ron. We but appreciate you calling thank, in. Thank you for your help. Bye. Okay, so that's two things. From a previous show, we talked about check to see if you've got a spare tire right. when you get in a car. <laughs> and the other thing is check to see if you can get into the, the oil in, in the transmission. Right. All right, let's go to Meridian and talk with Sharon. Sharon, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Um, I'm looking at a Chevrolet Traverse 2016, and it's got a horizontal crack in the windshield along the bottom. And um, I asked them why they didn't just use their deductible, and she said with $500 deductible and probably two fifty dollars to replace the windshield. Um, I really wanted to, if I can on this show, ask you, um, I want to buy USA made. I'm retired General Motors, but I'm buying used. It's $16,500, and everything I've looked at is more. It's just the LS. It doesn't have the leather interior. Um, I'm going to have to put some new tires on there shortly, and they said something about Hancock was $750. Um, there was another one that started with the T that I think was better. I wanted your recommendations on that. Or if there's another vehicle, that's Ford, Dodge, you know, General Motors that you know of used that you could recommend? I, I hate to say it, but for American vehicles, I don't recommend very many. And if you do, you need really need to do your research on them. And uh, like the guy who mentioned earlier, carcomplaints.com is a great resource to see what common problems those have. And, that and goes let me put it like specifically by the make, model, and year. It does. It, it breaks it down. It's a very easy to use website. I absolutely love it. Um, and I and I put it to you like this. We've had multiple traverses in the shop just in the past couple of months at my shop. They're just not. They're just problematic. Um, they're anyway. We could get in that discussion all day long, um, and I and I and I love actually talking about it because I when I got into cars to me. Uh, eventually, I started really getting into the reliability of the engineering, and you and you you know there's 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 a few American models out there that truly are really awesome vehicles, but they're a little bit few and far between, and they're hit or miss. Um, and the Chevy Traverse is not on that list. Uh, okay. It's 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 a it's a throwaway are, car. What's that? Is there any? We looked at a uh, Cherokee Jeep Cherokee. But I'm not used to the road noise. You know, it handles great and everything, and they have a 100,000-mile uh, warranty. But um, I just wasn't used to the road noise that I hear in an SUV. Yeah. Um, Chrysler's just really not a very good product, unfortunately. Um, no, or or you you kind of got to be aware that you're probably going to have some problems with that. And like with the Traverse, if you're okay with um, repairing it when it breaks, like, you know, that's fine. Just be aware that you're, you're this is not going to be a car that has no, no problems whatsoever. If you do, it's a unicorn. <laughs> um, okay. you, you know, it's, um, so basically... I'd have to do some research. We had a show quite a long time ago where I listed, I did 10 of the top most reliable cars, in it, and it was it was maybe two or three American vehicles that got on there. I remember one being a Ford Expedition, okay, um, which is a pretty re reliable vehicle. But with that being said, I, I'd have to specifically go through and look for exactly what you're looking for in a vehicle and find something in, in there that I would be like, yeah, I can, I can kind of let this... Let this go. Um, Did I email you at some point? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you Otto. can email the show. Yeah, Otto at mpbonline.org. We'll pass that along and make sure uh, Allison gets it so that uh, she can, you know, correspond with you about some of your, your interests. And, you know, I think, Allison, you were right. It's all about what you're going to put up with. Right now, mm-hmm. I will draw a line in the sand, and I will die on my hill of Dodge Grand Caravan right. because yeah. I love it so much, right. but, yeah. but it's a mess. I had a guy one time. I'm, I was uh, I was at a, um, this is when I did mobile. I was at a hotel in Jackson for this single mom, and they're working on her Jeep Cherokee, and, and the thing was like a mess. And uh, this guy comes out, and he's like, oh. You mechanic, you know, and all this, and he's like, "Man, I used to have a Jeep just like that. I love that thing. I replaced everything on it." <laughs> I, thought, well, I instantly thought that was I really hilarious. Don't to, I don't want to go into a lot of repairs. Uh-huh. I just wanted something I thought would be dependable. Right, you know, and, and, and and just to kind of throw this out there, if you want something American, you'd be amazed how much more American your Japanese and some of your other brands manufacturers are these days versus American, which which. A lot of your American manufacturers barely make any cars in America anymore. They're in Korea, Mexico, Canada. Okay, Sharon, um, on the uh, July 11th, 2019 podcast, July 11th, 2019 podcast, that's when we talked about a a reliable car list. All right, uh, I'll look that up. Thanks, Sharon. We're glad that you called in today. Our email address where you can email Allison is auto at mpbonline.org. We're taking windshield questions, but that's just between your other vehicle repair questions. What's in the news next? I'll tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. For listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, you know her. She's the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill. Today we are so uh, glad that we've got Mike Harbin from The Righteous Windshield to answer your vehicle repair questions about windshields. But we want to make sure that you've downloaded our app for your smartphone. It's the MPB Public Media app. You can listen to the show. You can click the support button and make a donation because uh, that's how we keep our programs on the air for you and for others to enjoy. 
thank you for your contributions to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. And real quick, in the news, Electrify America, an electric vehicle charging station network, says it plans to expand the number of charging stations to include 1,800 fast charging stations and 10,000 individual chargers to be installed by 2025. So if you're interested in an electric car, hopefully we're getting these uh, charging stations more uh, frequently. And everybody, make sure you've got a pen and paper right handy. I'm going to give you a phone number. It's from MDOT. The phone number is one 813 3616. You can call that toll-free number in anywhere in Mississippi, and if you need a ride to get a vaccination for COVID, they will give you a ride in your area. So one more time, get your pen out and write down MDOT's phone number to get you a free ride to a COVID vaccine site, and that is 1-866-813-813. 3616. They probably won't let you stop at Dollar General on the way home, but uh, folks, it's getting real again. So I hope yeah. if, you, uh, if you're not vaccinated, you can. And if not, please wear a mask to keep you and the ones that can't get vaccinated safe. We're talking about windshields and we're taking your questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. And we've got Roger in Florence on the line. Roger, thank you so much for calling into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Well, you're welcome for the call, and I enjoy your program very much, as you as you know. Uh, I've had experience with replacement windshields, as most people in Mississippi have. And I uh, won't mention the particular company, but a very popular company that comes at the drop of a hat. A really good service if you have insurance. And it's cheaper for the insurance company to uh, repair star in your windshield than it is to replace a windshield if you have comprehensive automobile coverage. So you get a lot of windshields replaced. I've had experience, though, with faulty windshields. Uh, I had one put in in a, uh, well, it was a a Honda Oh, doesn't really, doesn't matter what it is, I guess. And uh, I noticed after driving it a while that there was a distortion in the windshield glass right at the level of my eyes. Now, my son drove the car. I complained about it, and my son drove it. He's taller than me. He didn't notice it. And he ducked, but I had him duck his head down. He could tell. And somebody shorter than me wouldn't have noticed it. But there was a definite imperfection in the glass that distorted the vision. And I've really forgotten. I can't describe exactly what the effect was, but it was yeah. it was maddening. <laughs> <laughs> I, know what, I know what you're talking about. So that's something that happens. Now, I don't know if your, your expert there can, can comment on it or not, but apparently there's a quality control of that's exactly fault somewhere in some of these aftermarket windshields that's exactly what it is um quality control and uh, honestly i mean there's dozens of uh manufacturers windshield manufacturers and uh chevrolet for instance there we go i can hear me now (laughs) um yeah there's there's dozens of manufacturers and um 
you know, windshield manufacturers and say Chevrolet, for instance, um, they don't manufacture their own parts. So you can walk around a, a trailblazer, say, for instance, and every glass on the truck will be a different manufacturer. It'll be a PPG part, be a Pilkington part, ACI, whatever. Um, and uh, honestly, um, I mean, you know, one out of 100 I may get. And uh, being an installer, you kind of don't notice that until it's in the car and the customer notices it. But um, I actually put one in, in my own vehicle a couple of years back, and um, it was a Honda Odyssey. And across, like, when when you would pass a street sign or at nighttime, the, the taillights on other cars would, like, double up. It was, it was almost like it was uh, a magnifying glass or something, or it would have, like, a wave in it. And um, it's just... It's just... Um, one of those things, man. Um, Just a random yeah, defect. Yeah, you got you got unlucky. Um, Roger, thanks for r- reminding us uh, about that. So, what can you do? Can, can you do you get your? Can you get take that and put yeah. in a new one and get yep. everybody's money back so that? No, nah, probably won't get my money back. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if a customer has an issue like that and it's something that's noticeable. I just take it back to the glass shop, man, and make them redo it. Um, okay. They'll just have to pull it out and redo it and put another one in it. And the next one in the stack will be just as, just perfect, just like the original one. I want to say something because this brings up something that I think we, we should discuss on here. Um, and so that is you've got these big corporate chain windshield replacers. Just want to say that the small guys like Mike – have more passion and experience than the guys that they hire for these places that don't have a lot of experience, that don't have much training. I've had problems with them where I had them come back and do and redo a windshield over and over, and they never got it right. And uh, and y'all know who I'm talking about. And so um, I, what I do after, since I've gotten to know Mike and him explained to me how they hired people, he used to work for one a long time ago. And uh, and like the difference in work and passion and experience, um, the the fact of the matter is that you don't really know what you're getting with these big corporate chains. But if you hire an independent windshield installer like Mike, and he does take insurance, he does everything that a, a, a big chain does, but he's going to do it better <laughs> uh, and with a lot more experience and passion. Yep. And he's still mobile and all that, and can come to you and that sort of thing. And and that's what I've learned from being friends with Mike that I thought was very interesting. Thank you, Allie. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, we are going to discuss windshields between taking your vehicle repair questions. Don't forget, you can always send us an email, auto at mpbonline.org. We've got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up, and I want this one. I want to experience a vehicle's 22-way massage seats. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
here's a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. Well, this week it's all about the labels. It's the 2021 Lincoln Nautilus Black Label Edition. Nautilus used to be the MKX, but it's been renamed with a proper luxury name. And Black Label, well, that means it's the high-end luxury version of it. And you can tell it from the outside. It's got the new bull grill. It's kind of the Lincoln family grill now. I think it's really pretty. 21-inch alloy wheels. Yeah, moving inside, all the traditional luxury features you'd expect in a Lincoln. Nice soft leather seats. These happen to be heated and ventilated up front, heated in the back. There are also 22-way massaging seats in the front. Got the Revel audio system and all the crash avoidance systems. And that includes adaptive cruise control and lane centering. Under the hood, a 2.7-liter twin-turbo V6 delivers 335 horsepower, 380 pound-feet of torque. And you'll get 19 miles per gallon in the city, 25 on the highway. But overall, a very comfortable vehicle for up to five people. It comes with a price. Base price for Nautilus is $42,500. This one has equipped $68,295. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. A contractor ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think, eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 11 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. Hey, Mike, we want to let you know, Alice and I are going to be at South Life. It's a car <laughs> show at Trustmark Park <laughs> in Pearl, Mississippi, uh, July cool. 31st. If you happen to be hanging around, uh, we're doing our live show at 11 a.m. Uh, I think cool. we are going to get uh, Q. We're going to get our buddy Q Moore from uh, his uh, interiors, and he works also my at co-worker. Automotive Group with Allison, and he's going to be, and we'll, we'll we'll talk. We'll take questions. we got some giveaways. So cool. uh, everyone will need to stop by the booth at Trustmark Park in Pearl, Mississippi. I think we're going to be inside the baseball stadium. But there's also there's cars outside in the parking lot and inside the stadium, and we hope folks will stop by to see us. Lots of cars. Yep. Lots and lots of cars. Mm-hmm. And I am Liz Gill. We've got our host, uh, the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Okay, uh, hang on, Jason, Tavin, and Fletch, but... I wanted Allison to say what she said. I mentioned how I would love a 22-point massage chair, but you mentioned that uh, I did. I read a book on sleep uh, a long time ago because I was fascinated by the subject. And in there, this was a sleep scientist who did years and years of research, and he said people died more from driving sleepy and running off the road than drunk drivers. So drowsy so driving. Drowsy driving so, and that also affected airplane pilots, yeah. too. So you maybe know. just use those massage settings in the passenger seat. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Jason in Columbus. Thanks for hanging on, Jason. We're glad you've called into AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question? 
right. Uh, thank you so much. First thing, I have two bars on my cell phone. Can you hear me good? You yes. bet. Okay, this is for Allison. Uh, I have a 2013 Volkswagen Jetta with about 62,000 miles. It's a base model, four-cylinder, automatic, sealed transmission. The issue that I'm having is uh, when I come to a stop, especially on a hill facing up, the steeper the hill, the worse. I think it has a, a anti-rollback, uh, some type of device with it. And when you let off the brake for the, the transmission, seems like it wants to engage, but that, that braking mechanism won't turn loose. It'll take a few seconds. Now, if you're stopped facing downhill and let go of the brake, it will go. Nothing else wrong with the transmission. Am I looking at some kind of device issue, a brake issue, or transmission issue? <laughs> what a question. Um, I'm sorry, but I'd have to do research on that. So if you want to email us, I, I'm definitely, I'd rather sit on that because um, I'm not familiar really with what, what you're talking about. So, um, if you know, if you can, you can email us. Auto at mpbonline.org. Jason, uh, you know, give us an email on that, and Allison can uh, can can see about that. Just FYI, with stuff like that, you can Google it um, and basically put in almost verbatim what what you said to me. Or carcomplaints.com to see if other people have that, yeah. uh-huh, have that, that trouble. That's a resource. Um, but, yeah, something like that. I don't want to just guess on it on air. You know, I'd rather research that and, and get back with you. All right, Jason. Okay, I will shoot an email and, uh, and, and get that information to you. Thanks for your time. Y'all have a wonderful show. Oh, thank th- you. Thank you, Jason. We appreciate you calling in. Yeah, my Civic that is a manual has the hill hold. And I love it, especially coming out of the Kroger parking lot where it's got a really big mm-hmm. steep. That keeps you from rolling backwards. But Oh, we had to figure that out back in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> let's go to Columbus and talk to Tavin. Uh, Columbia, sorry. Let's talk to Tavlin. Thanks for calling in today. What's your comment or question? Good morning. Uh, my question is for Miss Allison. I just replaced the motor in my 2008 Jeep Commander that 5.7 liter Hemi. Ever since I got that motor back, I got that car back, it has a it has been misfiring on me. I took it back a second time. Um, he said that the some of the coil packs were bad. So he replaced the coil packs and brought it back to me. 2 days later, it was misfiring again. I took it back to him and he said it was my computer. So I had to, because Chrysler doesn't make that computer for that car anymore, I had to go online and get another computer through a remanufactured computer. When I bought the motor, the company that I bought it from recommended that I put a new intake manifold on it. But the mechanic that I had fixed it said that there, he didn't see anything wrong with my old manifold. Could that be the source of my misfire? <laughs> Um, I kind of doubt it. Uh, I'd like to know the logics behind why they said replace the intake manifold. Um, do you have Are your check engine light on? Nope. The first two times the check engine light did come on. But okay. this time, my wife, well, the engine light is not coming on, but it still doesn't seem to be running with smooth. smooth run. Right. Okay. Um, that's kind of like a high-end diagnostic situation at that point if it's um, not setting off a check engine light. But 
with with that being said, um, is that manifold in those vehicles known to warp? Not not that in. not that I know of. Like I'd have to look into it. I'm not super super like familiar with Hemi's that much, um, as far as what problems they have and that sort of thing. Um, so. This may be. Um, I'd really. I'd have to do. I'd have to look at it myself and kind of try to see if I could figure it out. Who but would be a good place for him who would have a diagnostic equipment that could. Uh, what kind of place? What's the name of a facility? Or not specifically, okay. but right. is um, this an electronics place or? It's it's basically really you're you're pretty much. Anywhere like rural America, you're going to have a hard time finding someone who can do high-end diagnostics, uh, especially like, you know, a lot of older guys don't do it. But there, there's some out there. Basically, uh, you might want to look and see if there's like a performance shop around your area. I don't know if there is or not. But they're going to be a lot better at diagnosing that sort of thing. They'll have the computers to do it and, and that sort of thing and the passion and knowledge. Um, okay. Some some like your older mechanics aren't that familiar with lab diagnostics. Some some of your new ones like me, I'm not even I don't even know uh, all the different diagnostics. I'm familiar with it like lab scoping and and uh, and that sort of thing. But it's it's a, it's it, it kind of gets a little bit intense there. Um, I kind of don't like that he you know uh has already replaced a few things and it would totally wasn't it at all like you might want to try someone else sounds like he's yeah. like shooting in the dark yeah if he, well, he he put it on the computer okay. and he told me that's what it was the first time and then he told me that what it was the second time but i had been reading a few when when they, they recommended that i replace that, man, that intake manifold i was wondering that maybe it was warping and not sealing correctly and letting my compression out, well, causing my misfire. Tavlin, we're going to have to hope you get some help because we're all out of time. That's going to wrap us up for today's autocorrect. Hey, if you want to get in touch with our good friend, Mike, here is his phone number. It's 601-573-9035. It's The Righteous Windshield. This is Autocorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.